Usenia? Uh, there was this guy, very handsome. His name was Draken. So basically, we just healed to help. <laughs> Where'd you lot say you were from again? I am from overseas. Well, I'm from overseas too, actually. So what all did you say you were doing in these parts again? Ah, well, one, we're here to retrieve our friend, uh, Mr. Storm Chaser. It was a quest. Who told you this exactly? A request. The world. What relation do you have to the individual, and how much do you know of them? We know that he might be potentially dangerous and that we are supposed to bring him back alive. What have your observation been on the status of our currently unconscious friend here? Well, he is unconscious and there is magic. We've got the guy for you here. Ah. He's still unconscious. Great, you brought me all my ones and zeros. Welcome, foundlings, back to the Odd Campaign. This is Season 4, Episode 4. I am Quentin, your GM here, and I am with all of my lovely players. Introduce thyselves. Hi, my name is Emily, and today I am playing Odette. She is a level 11 elf arcanist alongside with her pseudo-dragon, Indiana. And together, they will find the one true hero that will get them out of this game. Don't forget the legendary artifact. And the legendary artifact. Always forget that part. Yes, I do. Hello, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel because I'm original. Daniel is a level 11 cleric who mostly just heals and builds things with spells and things of that sort. And uh, last but certainly not the least, well, maybe in height, but certainly not the least, I am RL, and I play Greg, Greg Shore. And uh, he is a dad, father of two, husband of a beautiful wife, and he's playing a ranger who has a lovely little animal companion, Jerry. Lovely is said sarcastically. How do I put this nicely? Never mind, Jerry can't hear. Oh, Jerry. You're ne- never mind. You're lovely. You're lovely, Jerry. Meh. Yeah. And before we move on, GM, just really quick for you, foundling, as you are listening, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode because we do have a nice little announcement. It's kind of exciting. Okay. Sorry about that. Go back to you. Last time uh, on the Odd Campaign, all of you found yourselves back in the primary tavern in the town of Yenemut, which is on floor 10. After meeting back up with your employer, Draken, who gave you the quest, and delivering a person, unconscious person, to him, uh, you have all been paid money. I I swear we do not condone human trafficking. Nonetheless, everyone tuckered out from their long journeys in the wilderness, decided to take what reward they had and rest for the evening before, if any of them decided to get magical items, going out the next day. I was about to say, I didn't get money. I got the voucher. You did get a voucher for one magical item worth 50,000 gold pieces. 
But of course, that will be happening in the morning. So Draken told you that if you were going to be getting a magical item from him, that you would be able to get it from his guild's vault. So in order to do so, uh, you all agreed to meet up with him the next day, which is where we find ourselves. After you had all rested in the tavern in the town of Yenemut in your already prepaid for rooms, very conveniently enough, you are all awoken at a comfortable and leisurely hour. Can Greg awake himself? I uh, presumably most people do awaken themselves in the morning. What are you said we were awoken? Were we awoken by something? Yourselves. Okay. At whatever time your body naturally decided to wake up as you don't really have a current objective. A crisp seven AM. Nice with the sunrise. Um, Greg would walk downstairs and uh, either ask for breakfast or offer help to make breakfast for the other patrons. After speaking with James, the tavern owner, uh, he appreciates but declines your request to help him with breakfast. Oh, no, 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 no. You're staying here at the tavern, meaning you're a customer and technically you already paid for it. Um, So it would just just be weird, you know, if, if you like, went into the back room where it's like employees and stuff i mean that that's fine it was more or less an offer not not a demand oh no 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 it, it, it's fine um if you would like um we've got um cooked meat strips and eggs well i think i'll help myself to some of those then all right great um how, how the, i warn you the, the eggs are rather large how, how many would you like and um how many meat strips I'll take three eggs for me. I'm a, wow, I'm okay. a full-grown man. Yeah, and uh, just, just break things to himself. <laughs> Does he think I'm fair? And um, one one egg for Jerry. No meat for him. He likes it. But um, he chewed holes in my socks last night, so he's being punished. Oh, oh all, all right. Well, hopefully he doesn't do that to mine. I'll keep mine tucked away in my drawer. All right, well, th- three eggs, um, and, and um, I'll just give you a proportionally appropriate amount of meat strips on the side. Um, and and one egg. For, for, for the kid. Yeah, for I got the it. Kid. Yeah, no, we're all good. And with that, uh, James leaves and makes his way into the back. Um, you hear metal clinging on metal, the roaring of a fire. Uh, it seems like he is preparing some sort of breakfast, but he's taking some time. Greg will journal while waiting for the others, while waiting for breakfast and waiting for the others to awake. And after a while, you see as James seems to be backing his way out of um, the parlor doors, um, because as you can see, his arms are full. He has five plates with him, and he, he sets four of them down in front of you, and you can see that there are three plates of eggs, and an entire plate just filled with some form of cooked meat. And then he sets down a wooden plate down on the ground next to Jerry. That's very thoughtful of you. This is definitely a lot more than the eggs my chickens produce, I will say that. Well, I did warn you that the eggs were a little bit larger than what most people are used to, and you didn't give me an exact amount of meat, and I I did say a proportionately equivalent amount of, uh, like, appropriate. Like, if you were going to eat a little bit of Uh, eggs and then a little bit of meat... I have a nice what, ratio. What kind of eggs do you get your? I mean, what kind of eggs are these? Are they from oh, that, what? That's a trade emu? secret. <laughs> the only eggs I've seen is because this is like emu. I wouldn't Maybe fight them. Yeah. No, I, I've heard that people have lost wars. Uh, Greg is from us. Well, he lives in Australia. He's from. He's from Minnesota, but he lives in Australia. Has for a long time, and he feels somewhat kind of. I guess called out on that a little bit, a little not not offended, but definitely a little bit hurt. Like, ouch! 
Poke, how does this NPC know of this? Vicious little buggers. Uh, they're almost impossible to kill. Yeah, uh, you guys don't have them here, do you? Oh, goodness gracious, no, thank you. Oh. I'm glad we don't. We already have enough problems. Last thing we need are emus. Yeah. Uh, Greg, while still curious where the eggs came from, has dropped the subject and decided to just enjoy his very large breakfast. It'll give him a lot of energy for the day. All right, well, if you need anything else, just let me know. I'm good. Uh, I think I'll be fine. If you need anything, uh, let me know. I'll be willing to help. Daniel would probably wake up around 7 to 15 and groggily make his way down the stairs, only to realize that uh, there is four plates full of very large eggs and a small mountain of meat. And he'll probably be mildly confused by this. I ordered breakfast, but I severely underestimated how large these eggs were. I got a whole plate of steaming hot eggs here. It could have your name on it if you want. And I'm more than willing to share this pile of, uh, well, cooked, stripped meat. I'm not quite sure if it's bacon. But it, it definitely looks like meat that is made to look like bacon, I guess. Anyway, you're more than welcome to help yourself to my portions as they are very large. Daniel is going to rub his face in disbelief of the fact that there are eggs this large. And someone ordered four of them, technically. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll have an I'll have an egg, I guess. Why did you order three of them? Well, one of them's for Jerry. He's already munching down, or trying to munch down on that pile. You, you... Greg will pull out the chair that's next to him and signal for Daniel to come sit while he's talking. And uh, well, I'm I'm used to I have chickens in the real world. I got chickens, I got goats, and I got turkeys. See, I'm used to much smaller eggs. And so when he said large eggs, I, I just assumed like a normal large egg. Not like the size of a, an emu egg or like a penguin egg. Something that's like as big as your head at all. So I was expecting just like a, a handful of egg or something. And not really this much. It's uh, it, it, it's different. I'll, I'll say that much. Well... Finish what you can, what you can't. Somebody else might enjoy, and if they won't, well then, it'll go back into the air. Daniel is just going to start munching down on breakfast and waiting for Odette to come down eventually. Psst, friend. Um, oh, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to assume. Um, Daniel, you seem a little bit groggy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, I do have some coffee. James might also have some coffee if, it, if you if you want it, if you need that. Uh, I think I'll be fine. Like I said before, it's been a long month. Would you like to talk about it? Greg looks somewhat excited. No. Slightly dejected, Greg <laughs> says, oh, That's okay. Well, I'm here if you need me. Daniel, therapy sessions are very expensive. You should really take a person up on the, the offer if they're offering free sessions, I gotta say. It he's, is. he's made his decision. Greg is not a therapist. Man doesn't know therapy. He's never needed it. He's grown up a very good life. Daniel is also too tired for this. <laughs> he's like, it's 7.15. I've barely had it. Or it's 7.20 now, probably. I've barely eaten breakfast. 
I do not need to pour out my emotions at this hour. I don't think I've ever seen Daniel pour out his emotions. This is correct. Well, he said it. <laughs> I don't think there is a proper hour for this. This is correct. So with that, Snow, when does Odette wake up? Odette wakes up very late into the afternoon, actually. She stayed up all evening reading her books, and she is currently under a pile of them, snoring slightly, with Indiana resting on top of her. I would say probably sometime around 11, Greg would try waking her up. As would Daniel. Daniel's not... Daniel's dealt with Sao. Daniel is not patient. Well, uh, Daniel, we woke up, we got breakfast, uh, we talked, we had a little walk around, uh, we came back, and now it, it's getting pretty late, and Odette still seems to not be awoken. Yep. Should we go wake her up? I think the tavern owner should go try to wake her up. And Greg will give Daniel a sly, or what he assumes is sly, little wink. Daniel just looks confused and responds by asking, why would we ask James to wake her up? James already does too much. That man does do a lot. But um, if if Odette is, is disgruntled by her awakening, um, then she won't be mad at us. Daniel just kind of shrugs. Well... Not really our fault that she's slept in at this point. So, like, eh? We can go wake her up. Yeah. We, we, we can do it. You're, you're right. I'd, I wouldn't want to, uh, you know, put more on James. I'm, it's, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We've done it. We've done this before. And uh, Greg will start walking up the stairs towards Odette's room. The pair of you make your way up the stairs. And you are confronted with, once again, a door. It is closed this time. She was very pointed to close it, uh, as she did not appreciate the interruption last time. In fact, so much further that it is even locked as you try the handle. Hmm. Well, Greg wouldn't try opening the door. He will give it a hearty knock, 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 knock. He will say knock as he's knocking as well. Oh, Indiana, why do I have to... It's too early for these. Yes. yes. Greg, you can make out faint murmuring on the other side, but no proper response. It does not sound as if there is any movement occurring on the other side of this door. Greg looks at Daniel and kind of gives him a uh, what-do-we-do-now look. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what we can do that will wake her up. That <sighs> doesn't seem like it would be too rude. The book currently that is flapped over her face is Don Quixote. I could try shouting a bit louder. Oh, the legends of Don Quixote. Yeah. I I could try shouting louder. What do you think about that? You know, we could technically go through the window. Oh, no. No, that's very inappropriate. Also, we don't want to cause property damage. I like that you guys were met with a door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. We can just knock harder at this point. That'd probably not be a bad idea. Rapping even harder on the door. Uh, Odette, roll a fortitude save. Oh no, she hears it. Unless you really don't want me to. Does she willingly ignore it? These are the important questions. An eight. For your fortitude? 
Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. This does jostle you awake, but you're kind of irritable and still kind of tired, as you did spend most of the late evening into the early morning uh, enjoying a good book. Go away! Why are you bothering me? We have nothing to do today. Wait, Daniel, I know what to do. But, Odette, today's the day you get your very own magical artifact. Magical artifact is important, but I can go there whenever. What if somebody else has a voucher and they get the best magical artifact before you do? And then you would never know what you missed out on. I do have 50,000 GP, Odette, so... Oh no, what if Daniel decides to buy a magical artifact that's the exact one that you wanted, but you would never know? Mister, are they threatening us? I think they're trying to and doing a bad job. If it is something that they get, they think I can't take it from them. Odette, it is 11 a.m. and we are tired of waiting for you. Why are you waiting for me? It's 11.17, actually. Um, Close enough. It's not even dark out yet. What are you so concerned for? Yes, it's not like I slept for three days and three nights. We've done that before. Oh, that was a fun time. That sleeping juice was really good. She'll go over to the door and open it. Seriously, why do you guys need me to go with you? We're not in a really set party right now. We don't, but we were kind it was kind of like socially implied that we would go together. It was? It kind of was, yes. It, it was? also would probably be wise for all of us to travel together. Yeah, especially since you don't know the location. It's at Daniel's uh, guild hall, I believe. I always thought it was at uh, Draken's guild hall where I was going. Draken and Daniel are part of the same guild. They are? Yes, we are. I don't know what part of that you didn't get. That We knew that about them the first time we met. It seems a bit suspicious, but sure. I guess that we can go together, but again, I don't understand why you guys are waiting for me. It's not like we're very good friends or anything. Greg feels his heart get pricked by a needle as he's very hurt by that comment but he tries his best not to show it you can see he's somewhat hiding something do you have to poop greg <laughs> no no i'm good um <clears throat> wait I'll, i just think i mean it, it'd be rude to keep somebody who's expecting us waiting who's expecting us the the guild hall i don't think that they're expecting us i think this was just a here's a voucher go pick up your thing if you're picking up a thing we weren't supposed to meet Draken, right? Uh, he said you could go to the guild hall at any time. Okay, just making sure. Well, if you really want to stay here and catch up on that last little bit of sleep, um, me and Daniel, I guess we could leave without you, but it's a lot more dangerous for a young, beautiful woman as yourself. You can see that she has giant bags at her eyes after being awoken suddenly. Yeah, it is fine, I guess, if you really want to go together. Oh, we're already awake now, anyway. I know, Indiana. I know. Would you like some coffee to perk you up? Oh, no, I don't drink coffee. It's really... You don't like... You would not like me if I was on coffee. What, what Daniel about? thinks to himself, I don't know if I like you now, but anyway. <laughs> Ouch. Um, well, what, what about tea? I am okay. You don't need to take care of me. I am a big, strong girl now. Okay. Well, um, me and Daniel are going to wait downstairs whenever you're ready. Um, so wait, why did you come and get me if you were going to wait until I was ready? 
because you weren't going to get ready on your own, it looked like. I, I was mean, going to be up in probably another hour or so. I just needed to get my beauty rest. And you said I was a beautiful woman, but look at me. I look like trash. Well, I mean, I think my wife is the hottest person on the planet, honestly. I'm not your and wife. That's really weird. Why would you bring that up? I think my wife is the hottest person on the planet, but there's some times where she doesn't look too great either. In fact, she used to be a model. Anyway, what? how about we go wait downstairs for Odette, Greg? Yeah, yeah, that that might be a, a good idea. I, I was just trying to say nobody looks perfect all the time. Like, uh, I'll, I'll go away downstairs with Daniel. Odette will close the door and lock it behind her. She'll go over to the wash basin and look in the mirror on the wall. You got this, I think. And she'll point to herself in the mirror. That is right, Odette. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> you stayed awake all night. You will live with the consequences. That is what my mother would say. Oh, you keep this up and I'll just go back to the astral plane. You cannot do that, Indiana, unless you die. Do you want me to kill you? If we keep having rough mornings like this, maybe. <sighs> Fine. I guess we can't stay up late anymore. But Don Quixote is a great story. It really was. I am ready. Ah, okay. She'll splash her face with some water, clean herself up a little, look back in the mirror. All right, I am ready. You can do this. I need some makeup, though, to hide these bags. They are terrible. I thought we used a lot of our makeup from the last place we got it. Oh, you're right. Now we have to go back. What was it? Floor 5? There was this really nice uh, base that they had for your face. It was a mud mask. I thought it was supposed to be a foot cream. No wonder my face felt so baby smooth. It was very soft. Yes, that's also why my skin peeled off. It explains a lot. It does. Why did... You know, it doesn't help that the instructions were written in a language I could not read very well. That is why we got all the other books. That explains so much. After a while, Odette does eventually make her way down the stairs. And all of you are rejoined back at the main floor of the tavern. Oh, good to see you're up and going. I am up. I am going, I guess. Well, uh, I guess it leaves it up to Daniel. Daniel, how do, uh, how would one proceed with going to your guild hall? GM, how would they get to the guild hall? <laughs> how would they get to the guild hall, Daniel? They are not a part of the guild. If they were a part of the guild, they could teleport to the guild's guild hall. Mm -hmm. Edgewise, they would have to travel there. Okay, so you guys have two options, and I suspect I know which one you're going to pick. We okay. can... Because you're not technically guild members of my guild, we can't just teleport there. You can become guild members and then teleport there. Or we can travel there by foot. Or horseback. Or horseback. I Point being, it's a lot easier if I just add you to the guild and we teleport there. Uh, can you do that, Daniel? I well, asked Draken, and he was like, oh, I have to think up, wait, how is, it, how is his voice? Oh, I have to think about it, yes. Does Daniel have that privilege? I don't believe you can add people to the guild. You would have to request that someone is added to the guild, and you'd have to message the guild leader for that. This is frustrating. Um, very lovely offer from you, Daniel, but I, I don't know about committing myself to uh, a large well, I don't know about committing myself to a guild, um, especially when I don't know all the members and I, I don't really know what you guys stand for. 
do you have it on your um on your mini map like where it's located in you know reference to where we are currently oh gosh if i did that'd be bad so you know pulls up his mini map and shows greg but wait daniel can you add us to the guild you kind of just stood and stared into space for a second yes i do that a lot uh no, I'd have to make a request to do it, and then the guild leader, which is Draken, would have to hmm. approve it. Shoot. So. Handsome man does not seem to want to give us the access that soon or that easily. We will have to convince him, isn't that right, Indiana? You can try doing whatever you want. She is talking quite suspiciously with that little dragon thing. Um, hmm, give me, give me a second. Let me give you this good look-see. Uh, yeah. Would mm-hmm. Greg be able to discern uh, their location from the guild hall and how long it would be able to take to get there by horseback? Yeah. Give me a second. Uh, please, be, please be nice, GM. Please. I love you, GM. You're so smart and um, cool. GM, please be nice. I would also like to say, you know, we could do the exact same thing that we did the other day to get to the tree. And Nuxaruk, I have one teleportation scroll left if we wanted to. Well, yeah, but you don't know what the guild hall looks like, and then... Well, she didn't know what the tree looked like either. We just went to the magic man, and exactly. he like... Well, actually, no, he didn't derive from uh, Daniel's memories. It was from his own. He had been to the tree. Isn't that correct? No. Um, Daniel had been to the tree before, yes. So We he... know that. No, um, no, no, we did scry Daniel's memories. Oh, okay, correct. never mind that, never mind. Well, I do... I suppose that is a possibility, but it seemed you were very worried last night that there was some chance of failure. There is a chance of failure. Yeah. We could die. I'm just saying it is a suggestion since there were technically three options, which would now make us still have four options. Jim, how far away is the guild hall horseback ride? So uh, from your knowledge of a horse's standard movement and how long it takes to travel on horse, you would estimate that it could take... Uh, two and a half days to get there by horse or carriage. No. Ah. Uh, I refuse. It might be a good idea to use the teleportation scroll like we did last time, because from what I'm seeing, it'd be like two, two and a half days on horseback just to get there. And then we got to recuperate from traveling and it's just a lot. But you know what we could do? We could purchase more scrolls of teleportation so that in case of failure we have a backup that is a very expensive option but it is an option well how expensive are the scrolls of teleportation uh well let's just say that uh daniel would probably have to buy them with the money he just got they're not cheap at all well worst case scenario i'm I'm telling you worst case scenario for reference, scrolls of teleportation uh, in general sell for about 2,500 gold pieces per scroll. Oh, that's less than I thought. Yeah, but it's still a decent amount. Especially if you don't have the money to buy them, which is everything that they don't have. Well, I'll tell you what. Worst case scenario, we use teleportation scroll and it has some sort of mishap and we end up somewhere farther away from the location in which case we'd have to travel there anyway in a farther location what you said that the miss i understand what you're saying now uh even if we ended up in the further teleportation area 
The only problem we would have then is if we are in the middle of nowhere and we have no uh, sense of uh, directions to get to where we need to be. See, that's the great thing. Uh, we have what's called a little mini map and it shows us locations we've been, how far away they are and a general kind of area of the layout. And so, especially with Daniel's mini map, which pinpoints the location of the guild hall we're trying to get to, Wherever we are on this floor, we'd be able to see it on his minimap. It's just true, but reminder, it could be 900 miles away, at the worst case scenario. Okay, that that isn't so bad, considering I can summon up horses and we can just ride there. 900 miles is about a month of travel, if you're not being careful. I don't, and I'm not a cartographer or anything right? like that. I don't know anymore. Do you do? Horses travel, what, 20 miles per day on average? Almost 30. If they are unencumbered, they can move 40 miles a day. Well, if that is the case, if we do end up really far away, we'll just teleport back to Yenemut here, and then we'll travel from here. I don't know if our thing is reset yet. It has to be 24 hours since our last teleport here. Oh. Or a sleep cycle. Is it, a sleep, is it a sleep cycle, GM, or is it 24 it's hours? It's a time-based thing. Well, in that case, so, I mean, it's still capable of being done today. So should we just summon some horses or contract think, some horses or whatever and no. just um, go? I think what a good idea would be is what Odette said, is try and use this teleportation scroll like we did last time we were here, and then uh, we'll go on from there. If you want, we can. I, I, I have confidence in your abilities. It hasn't messed up so far. I don't have confidence because I don't know if I... Wait, hold on. There's one, two, three, four. We're running the same issue as the other day. There's too many of us. Um, Your kid has to stay behind. That That's not true. Uh, Odette, you do realize this is the exact number of people that traveled the last time, right? I am tired. I told you I needed all of my beauty sleep. That is... It's okay. It's Are right. you sure you want me to do this? You were the one that suggested it. I'm just agreeing with you at this point. That is a dangerous thought to have. Agreement? Greg looks visibly confused. As you all are having this conversation, you hear as a sound as it appears to be coming from the corner of the tavern and you hear a... And a clink of a glass. And then someone sipping it very loudly. Greg will turn his attention to said patron. You turn around and you see Draken with what looks to be an espresso machine. Just very loudly sipping a regular sized cup of coffee. Draken, I normally don't question you for obvious reasons, but why? When did you have time to set that up? I've been here all morning. What? Yeah, none of you are apparently very perceptive. All the plates of eggs, all kinds of things. Things I didn't really want to see. What, were you hiding? Was Stupidity, a... I really didn't want to hear. No, I've just been in the corner booth. No one's cared to, like, look around. Perception is a skill in this game, but, like, no, no one's asked to use it, I guess. Uh, is there a reason why you didn't come out until now? Oh, yeah, I was enjoying the show. Ah, uh, I see. Apparently, there was a very much glitching game. I can only teleport three creatures of medium size. No, no, but that's how that works. What? Yeah. But then I also had the goat and oh. then my dragon. Uh-huh. Yes. Wait, when did you teleport? The Wait, other what are you day. And you got all of them? Yes. That was weird. That is weird. What is going on, Draken? I don't know. You're going to have to let me finish my cup of espresso. Maybe. But you see, 
Why do you keep saying espresso? It is a regular size coffee cup. It is espresso? Why is he drinking so much espresso? Um, Mr. Draken, is that all espresso in that cup? What else do you make with an espresso machine? Yeah, what? yeah, that's, okay. what, that's what I thought. You do realize that is a lot of uh, concentrated caffeine, right? I needed to deal with people like you throughout the day. Well, that's slightly insulting. What can we do? I have never heard such a great term to describe Draken so succinctly. <laughs> that's mildly insulting. Oh, so Mr. Draken. I guess that is what I should call you. I don't know. Draken, that feels much better. Draken, I have a question. Yeah. The question is, uh, what is the fastest way to get to the guild? Well, if you're not a part of the guild, definitely carriage. Okay, so we need a carriage with horses. Yeah, if you use a carriage, you'll get there in about mm, half a day. Oh, well, my calculations must have been off. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. The horses here are just built different. Oh, okay. What kind of horses? Are they war horses? I know those are much bigger boys than regular horses. Well, let's just make a decision. That way we can get it done. We get to go take care of the wolves if we're still doing the wolf thing. And then uh, from there, we figure out where we go, if we go our separate ways or not. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We'll take the carriage because I don't want to be doing this for two and a half days. Is there a carriage waiting for us? Hmm, probably not. How do we get the carriage then? Daniel has uh, something that uh, you did. You made the boat and the sled. Yeah, yeah no, you, I think you're missing the point. The, the, the carriage isn't the important part. I feel like it's the horses that are from around here, that is. Uh, I can see what I can do. Um, if Daniel has neglected to inform you, the previous owner of the guild, which he is a part of, is a duchess of this area. And I believe. What happened to the previous owner? Uh, things and stuff. That is ominous. He Indeed. <laughs> oh, now that 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 was ominous. They spoke in unison. Are they like a couple? <clears throat> no, no, uh, probably not. It's very suspicious that they can speak at the same time. You just seem very suspicious of men, Odette, which is completely fine. You should be suspicious of men. A lot of them are scoundrels. Anyway. So, uh, Draken, are we supposed to get these horses, or... Uh, I'm kind of confused. I mean, I'm just probably going to send a message and ask for a carriage. It'll probably be here, um, eventually. Who knows? Okay. Depends on how fast I get here. So we can just putz around the town all day. Well, if you would have told me this earlier, I could have had it here waiting for you this morning. Well, if you would have told us you were here earlier, we could have had this done earlier. I'm just saying, I've just been sitting here, filing some paperwork, drinking some espresso. Wait, have you been here all night? Was there a need for me to leave? And Wait. you look at him very closely, and you just see really large black bags under his eyes. She points excitedly. <gasps> you too! It was a late night. I understand. I mean, personally, I thought you would have more important things to do, uh, Mr. Draken. Especially seem, since you seem so, like, frugal with your time. I was actually, yeah, very surprised to see you. Oh, how is the unconscious man doing? Unconscious? Okay. Have we gotten any solutions to waking him up? A uh, blood transfusion might do. Wait, what? Yeah, you know, pretty standard, run of the mill, just cram a needle in there. I don't... Do some good old-fashioned bloodletting. Maybe some leeches. Wait, why don't you just try breaking the enchantment? Oh, no, 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 no. It's nothing magical in nature, actually. It's a natural forming poison, you see. It is a poison? Yes. What poison? 
I would like to sense motive. Sure, you can roll sense motive. 26. You can sense his motive that he is truthful. It would be apparent that, uh, I guess... Did, did you detect magic and you could sense magic in him previously? Mm-hmm. You did? Mm-hmm. You could sense that he is truthful, that is whatever is currently keeping the person unconscious is not of any magical properties. We used remove magic, we used remove curse, and everything we tried, we broke through a number of various different layers of things, uh, but for some reason he's still unconscious. Uh, the only thing that we did is we did a blood sample, and it turns out that he has a very rare poison in him. Interesting. I was about to ask if you tried warming him up with skin-to-skin contact, but I guess that is not necessary. Maybe. And uh, this is a very big maybe. Maybe he ate a poison apple, <gasps> and he needs someone who truly loves him to kiss him and wake him up. I volunteer his tribute. No. I don't know if I love him, but I can try. I don't know about that. But I sincerely hope that I can help him, and maybe that will be the curse that is broken. I recant my previous statement. Emotional power. Nope, it's definitely not a poison apple that is awakened by a kiss. Recant that, it is not true. But what if he is the one true hero that can get us out of this game and we have to save him? Um, and we have been failing this entire time. She looks very concerned and also is looking very stubborn about this. Now, while I'm all for him waking up, I will say that it wasn't a magic poison apple or any curse that he's under. It is some, as I mentioned, naturally occurring poison we believe to be from a snake on the 15th floor. Interesting. Have you tried one of the poison eaters on floor five? A what? A poison eater. Excuse me? It is a poison eater. I'm going to need you to reiterate. I read about them on floor five. There was something called a poison eater. I've never ran in with one of these creatures, but if you have more information about that, uh, we definitely could look into that further. That might be of some assistance. You could also try casting the spell Neutralize Poison, but that might not be strong enough. It might be a poison that can't be affected by magical spells. Hmm. But then it would be magical if it can't be affected by magic. Thus far, all of our clerics uh, have been unsuccessful in neutralizing the poison. Whatever it is, it is pretty stubborn. Well, um, I am not a medical expert, so I will leave that up to you. I guess if you want to call the carriage to pick us up, I wouldn't mind going for another walk around town or something, I guess. That is fine. I will sit here. I will read some of my books. Oh, Draken, maybe we can go over a little bit more about the poison eaters. Sure, if you'd fill me in, that's going to be so much I'll fill out the paperwork. And you just see as he moves this giant stack of papers that was kind of right beside him a little over to the left and then just pulls out another giant stack of papers. What? What is this for? I like taking very... Detailed notes? I like to have very detailed documentation. Okay. So she'll sit down with Draken. Well, I'm kind of uncomfortable and I'm going to leave until uh, somebody messaged me that the carriage is here or I return on my own. <laughs> you two have fun. And Greg will go to walk out of the door and he will look at Daniel before he leaves. Daniel? Uh, I guess I'll go with you so everyone is with someone else. Aw, oh, that's nice, bud. Also, staying in the guild would probably be boring because paperwork is never fun. Daniel, are you murmuring this to yourself, or is it pretty loud? Uh, he'd be murmuring it to himself. Does Daniel always murmur to himself so much? One of his most frequent pastimes. I see. A very interesting fellow, I will say. 
Um, and Greg and Daniel will just head out for a kind of leisurely walk around town. Uh, with that, uh, Odette, roll a. What are the? What are these poison heaters you're referring to? I just to? made it up. Quinn. You just made them it's up. Role play. Okay. Um, it's for she you. Are, are, are you? Are, are you assuming that these are like mythical creatures? Because I'm trying to determine. Like, would it be a knowledge nature or a knowledge arcana? Do you think? Arcana. They're magical creatures. Then? I would say it's a magical thing. Yeah. From floor five. Listen, you can... You just believe that everything exists on floor five. These massive libraries, this makeup you buy. Okay, I thought desert and I was thinking snakes. And then I was like, oh yeah, desert snakes. Oh my gosh, there'd be so... There would totally be either a person there that is a poison eater that is like proficient at sucking out poison from wounds or there would be some kind of magical creature there. I'm sorry. It's a roleplay thing. You can use that if you want. All right, roll a knowledge arcana to be able to tell a tale of the poison eater. 20. From the books that you have read, back on the fifth floor, you heard rumors and tales of these creatures which survived solely off of the nutrients found in poisons of various other living creatures. So they would intentionally hunt down any uh, poisonous creatures and actually cut out the poison sacks of the creatures, leaving the creatures alive so that the creatures could regrow them. It is a very fascinating tale, don't you think? Yes, I don't know if they'll necessarily be able to extract the poison injected in someone's system already. They'd be like leeches, you could try that. You already suggested leeches. Yes, but these are special kind of leeches, they poison eaters. <sighs> okay, but I mean, I guess it's, it's better than nothing, I'll, I'll send some people on it. Um, Maybe just Daniel gets back and he can cast neutralized poison, I don't know. All right. I'm sorry. You no, seem no, frustrated. no, 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 no. It, it's uh, very helpful. It's an avenue we haven't explored yet, and I was running out of those, so I appreciate it. There are plenty Drink. of legends and lore all over this entire world. It is amazing. Yes, I am well versed in the legends of lore of all these floors, <laughs> except for the poison eaters. <laughs> I just didn't recall them at the time. I can see Sense. the look. On Draken's face, just being like, there isn't anything you could possibly know that I already don't, but why don't you go ahead and tell me anyway? <laughs> I, I sense motive that. Sure. Draken is being shockingly nice for once. Nine. You can sense that he is frustrated, but that he genuinely believes, in so much an, almost an arrogant sense, that he could know anything that he wanted to. She actually looks a little sad now, believing that he might have actually already known about it, and she thought she was being helpful. I'm sorry. I thought that it was being more helpful. No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. I didn't think about that avenue of logic. I could have obtained the information. If I thought about it, I clearly didn't think about it enough. That so. is why you need somebody like me in your guild, because I can think about these things for you. Uh, it'll probably be easier than the carriage. Fine. All right. Um, I mean, this will give you access that you need anyways. So? Hmm. By the way, I probably have to leave the other guild. They're not going to be happy, but that's okay. Odette gets a notification. And likewise, Greg, while you are out walking with Daniel about the town, you notice that, surprisingly, Draken messages you. Oh. No context. It's just a guild invite. Oh. Well... It seems like Draken just invited me to join your guild. Um, I assume that means there might be a problem with the carriage. Daniel is going to look very confused because Draken has been acting the nicest he's ever seen him, and this is breaking Daniel's brain ever so slightly. You look 
be the confused or constipated, Daniel. Care to tell me what's on your mind? Why does everyone look like we have to take a poo whenever they're confused? Oh, now it looks like you're really having to go. Draken has been acting oddly nice. And as someone who's known him for a few months, it's baffling to be put bluntly. Oh, so there's either one of two options. One, he's trying to get on our good side and manipulate us. No, or... he just does that anyway. Oh. He just is manipulative. That's, this is different. This is strange. Hmm, it's different than manipulation. Interesting. He could, option two, have had a change of heart. Something magnanimous. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Uh, Magnanimous. Something really big could have happened to him that gave him some 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 sort of personal, emotional character change. Daniel considers this option and shakes his head. Daniel, you're not shaking your head in any directions. That yes or no, or I don't know. You just seem like you. Are, are you okay? You're having an aneurysm. <laughs> Well, I assume shaking means no and nodding means yes. Well, you were just kind of all about that. Anyway, um, well, if you... I don't know I, how... I highly doubt any of us changed his mind in such a deep way that he thought to himself, hmm, maybe I should be nicer to people. Oh, I wasn't suggesting it was us. I, I was saying he might have gone through something that we don't know about that. Uh, could have, you know, made him want to change. Like, maybe he met a nice girl and she says, oh, I can't be with you because you're too mean to other people. And he goes, maybe I am too mean to other people. And uh, he changes himself for the girl. Daniel looks at Greg. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can believe that if you want to. Well, I'm, I'm just listing possibilities. Um, Greg, as you're walking and having this conversation with Daniel, you realize that you get another message from Draken. Oh, he messaged again. I'll open this and it... Uh, oh. It's just a question mark. And then followed by one word, except. But spelled like the A-C-C-E-P-T, like he's almost commanding you to. Like he's confused why you didn't. And is now telling you to do so, not giving you an option. Greg will message back the exact same thing. A question mark and then accept. I, I think he's telling me to accept. Like he's he's trying to force me to. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I was kind of wanting to maybe... Either sure. accept the invite or you can ride in a carriage by yourself. The thought of being all alone again makes Greg kind of somberly sad as he thinks to himself um I, I think I might join your guild Daniel what, what what do you think about that that's fine we'd love to have you 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 seem like you might be uh you, you might be being a, a a little bit facetious about that I'm also very tired so like fair enough I, I, I guess I'll just accept him and we can all teleport together um because, you know, a, a long carriage ride would be boring and not fun at all, you know. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll just, I just uh, press this button that says accept. Indeed, yes, that is what you do. All right. Greg will push, try to push the, the message notification of Draken's message that said accept. Oh, oh maybe I need to, ch I think I need to do the actual thing. Ah, 
And he uh, clicks accept. There you go. And you notice as you do so that your HUD updates and it has a new status. And it says Guild Odd. A-O-D. Oh, that's cool. I've never actually been a part of a guild before, Daniel. I've only ever been a part of parties. And um, uh, usually for just very short amounts of time. Kind of like our little quest together. And uh, usually I'm just told, uh, thanks for your help. Go away now. Uh, or something along the lines of that. Well, I certainly hope you enjoy it. Enjoy I mean, it's not... being told to go away. I mean, I don't particularly enjoy being told to go away. Daniel begins to think to himself, okay, yeah, no, I'm starting to get why Dragon is the way he is. You too would need an entire coffee cup of espresso if you had to deal with people like this on a daily basis. Yes, and you need to. The man needs to. No, no that's not what I meant. I, I meant, I hope you enjoy your time in the guild as a, your first guild. I, I know. I, I was pulling your leg. Well, not physically pulling your leg, it's just, you know, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Greg will try to awkwardly laugh off the situation. Um, I guess I'll just, uh, where is it? It says teleport, and then it has guild hall. That's a little symbol next to it. I guess I'll just press that, and it'll teleport me there? Yes. Are you going to be there as well? Eventually, probably. At some point. Oh. Today, I'll probably talk with Draken again. And make sure that Odette is also now part of the guild so she can teleport there and whatnot, so... Yeah, see, she seemed like she really wanted to join you guys a lot more than I did, um, that's for sure. Yeah, she really wants that treasure. I'm not... Does she plan on stealing your guild's fortune? She did mention something about, you know, thievery once before. I kind of, you know, brushed it off a little bit. I think she would have a lot of issues with that. Well, um, I guess I'll get going. Um, I'll message Draken before I go. I'll say, uh, let's see. Uh, I accepted THX for the invite. Smiley face. I'll head to the guild house now. Ah, sent. Jerry, stop eating that rock. I know it's got moss on it, but that doesn't make it any more or any less rock-like. <laughs> oh my god, Jerry, not again! You know, you know how painful it is. I'm just gonna... Well, Daniel, it's been lovely being with you. I'm gonna take my goat and uh, head to the... I guess what's well, my guild hall too now. Yes, that is correct. You can call it your guild hall. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Um, well, uh, I guess I'll be off. And Greg kind of, uh, you see him lean for a hug, but then he kind of backs off and goes for a handshake instead. Daniel is a little confused by Greg's, like, half attempt at a hug and then a, a turn into a handshake. So he tries to shake hands with him rather awkwardly and they keep missing each other. So it turns into one of those, like, Fist bump handshakes. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 work on this. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on this. Yeah, maybe we can make a secret handshake or something. I don't know. Something something cool, maybe. Something significantly less awkward than this. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, def definitely that. Um. Well, I I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Uh, I guess. See see you later. <laughs> and uh, he'll press the teleport button to the guild hall while holding Jerry. 
All right, so you manage to teleport to your guild hall. And when you arrive, you find that Draken and Odette are already waiting outside. Ah, uh, Columbia is going to be very upset with me for having to temporarily leave. But you know how it is. This made it so much easier. This was a great idea, Draken. I'm glad I, I thought of it. Hi, I'm here. He looks a little confused for a second, recalling that as if he's almost forgetting and being gaslighted about who thought of this plan. <laughs> oh, I wonder who's had the rougher day and a half, Draken or Daniel? At this point, I'm thinking Draken. Being Greg's first time here, I would like to roll a perception check for around uh, for the guild hall area around. Yeah. 19. Uh, Odette, are you taking a look around the premises as well? I'm assuming that she would have already done so, having been there. Probably taking like a good, like quick run around and you then ran back. Taken twenty on your perception. I yeah, I there do. For everyone unacquainted with the scene, across a laid-down drawbridge is a stone manor standing multiple stories tall. It seems well decorated with illustrated stained glass windows, and its color palette is well complemented by the solid wooden double doors, which are before you. The outside of the estate seems well kept with a beautifully managed garden outside the main structure and a well-kept grounds surrounding the establishment. Draken goes to move forward and seems to proceed through the doors. Greg will follow and say, Wow, a swanky place you guys got here. Not as nice as my home, uh, you know, back home. But, you know, it's still very nice. The difference is, is we have access to this one. This is a very nice place. Very romantic. Inherited. It's fine. Inherited? Oh, that's right, because your other guild leader is incapacitated? MIA. Am I, why? What is MIA? Missing in action. Oh, no. What happened to it? I don't know. They were... What happened to it? <laughs> they went missing after they performed some pretty stupid actions. Oh, did you bully them? He leaves a long, awkward pause in silence and just continues walking further into the guild hall. Draken, did you bully them? Draken, as he's walking down further into the establishment, points at an individual and says, That's Sebastian. Wave hi, Sebastian. Good afternoon. And he gently nods and takes a slight bow before you. Greg will wave at Sebastian. Hi, Sebastian. I'm Greg. I'm new here. Oh, wonderful. More people to pick up after. Well, you uh, don't worry. You'll find him a very clean, neat, tidy individual. The only person you might have to clean up after is Jerry, who ate a rock. Hmm. Yes, more livestock in the house. Haven't had to deal with that since Clyde was around. Did he have a goat, too? No, only chickens. Oh, chickens are nice. Hmm. No, I couldn't agree with you any less. No, chickens are very scary creatures. Do you know that if you are asleep, they will try and peck your eyes out? Well, I don't know about the legitimacy of that statement, as I have chickens in real life, and uh, all of them are pretty friendly. Have you slept with the chickens? I have not slept with the chickens. I only sleep with my wife. That is the reason why you do not know that they would peck your eyes out. Well... My eight-year-old daughter has slept with the chickens and the goats on multiple occasions, and she has all of her limbs and, uh... uh Does she have her eyes? I was going to say visual orbs, because I couldn't think of the word eyes. She has all of her limbs and eyes still intact, and uh, the chickens actually really like her, as well as the goats. She's kind of like a little, little princess, actually. <laughs> oh, I'll miss her. 
Well, Draken, where exactly do we need to go to obtain the artifacts that we were promised? I would assume he's leading us there, as he's kind of indicating for us to follow. I don't know about that. Apparently, he bullied his last leader. He could be bullying us right now. Hey, that is an assumption you came up with on your own. But he didn't answer. No answer by omission is true. I don't believe that is correct, but we... Do you think... I, I assume Daniel has teleported to the guild hall by now as well? Because he's probably made his way to the tavern and seen that Draken and Odette are gone and been like, hmm, I okay. guess everyone left. Darn me for being smart about this. <laughs> Boo. Draken leads you into a very large open study. It's the only word you can associate with this place. There are many very tall bookshelves, floor to ceiling, all stocked to the brim, and it seems as if there is a large desk and a fireplace. And you see an individual sitting on a chair currently rifling through some papers. Hmm, hello. Hi. To what do I owe the pleasure? Um, I'm Craig. Hello, my name is Odette. I also realized I never introduced myself to you, Greg. I'm Odette. I know you've already heard my name said, but I never actually told you my name. You you actually, uh, you did. No, nope. I, I never did. It is a lie if I did. It is a lie. <laughs> Greg thinks to himself, I wonder if she has memory problems. Maybe some of that HD stuff. 80 of them. ADHD? Don't know. Alright, so Draken has said that there are magical artifacts here that we can pick up in exchange for the mission that we went on for him. Draken is literally right there. Yes, I know. Hi, Draken. Oh, did he now? Yes. Uh, yeah, Celia, um, so I, they needed, um, yeah, so the vault's over there. I'm just gonna walk past you and we're gonna, you know. He seems very uncomfortable. Draken, why are you uncomfortable here? Well, this wasn't exactly uh, discussed. Um... Draken, are you bullying people in your guild again? Let me be clear. <laughs> that is well within my right to do, and anyone can leave when they deem fit. And thus far, everyone's stuck around because this is the best management this place has ever had. She looks over at the other woman, sitting down. Is that true? No, uh, unfortunately... Shots fired at snow. With that being said, I suppose that they can peruse through the vault. But please do be mindful of what you touch. Oh, don't worry. He said that we can take anything up to 50,000 gold worth. Um, mm. I have a more of a specific case, actually. Well, feel free. The vault is over that way. And she gestures to a bookshelf. <gasps> is it one of them things that you pull the book down and it... And it activates a secret passage. <gasps> I really wanted to do one of those. I, run, I wanted one in my house, but <laughs> uh, Vanessa said no. Oh, we have those all at our AA meetings. Greg looks very concerned. Alcoholics Anonymous? Arcanist Anonymous. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. Greg nonetheless looks very concerned. Um, excuse me, miss. Uh, I didn't catch your name. I'm Greg. Hi. The name is Celia. Lovely to meet you, Celia. Uh, which one of these books do I pull to, to activate the secret passage? She kind of just pinches the bridge of her nose with two fingers and sighs heavily and very slowly. <sighs> None of them. Just walk over there. You'll understand. It is an illusion. You just walk over. Like I said, we had these at the AA meetings. And Draken does seem to just walk over in that direction and phase through the bookshelf. It is so much fun. Oh, no. 
I see. Those aren't real books at all. Before going into the vault, Odette walks over to... She said her name was Celia. She walks over to Celia. And she looks her up and down. Might I ask what class you are? I am a wizard. <gasps> I am an arcanist. We are like uh, the peanut butter and jelly. We go together perfectly. I think it would be more of a derivative. It's like creamy peanut butter versus crunchy. Who is the creamy in this circumstance? Yes. She kind of just glares at you. Craig, before entering, before passing through the bookcase, will look back at Odette, who's conversing um, with uh, Celia, and kind of go, Oh, look at her, making friends already. <gasps> so I'm really curious about what your hair routine is. You have beautiful, luscious hair, and I have been having so much trouble with that. And she goes on about the hair for a little bit. Does, does Daniel walk in to hear this conversation? Yes, you, you would be making your way through the guild hall, and you do notice as everyone is missing, except for Odette and Celia, and for the first time, you believe ever. Celia seems engaged and is expressing emotion. Daniel is going to leave that conversation be because he knows this will never happen again. Celia just points to the back corner as she notices you walk in and she just gestures without stopping her conversation and continues talking with Odette about her immensely complicated hair routine. Daniel goes and also phases through the wall like a normal person. May I perception as I am in the vault? Entering through this illusory bookshelf, it feels as almost you are breaking some sort of physical veil, almost like water rushing over you. And then you gain the appearance of a large metal door, which now seems open, but there was a pin pad next to it. And walking in, you see massive shelves lined from floor to ceiling with glass cases, all filled and having some form of tag or inscription set in front of it. Oh, very nice. <gasps> they even have things labeled. I love labeling things. More importantly, they have price tags. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, I'm really only looking for that one thing. Uh, so I guess I'll peruse or you can show me where it is. I'll be able to get it for you. Just stay here. Also clarifying, you do realize that that's not going to cost your entire reward, right? What, the, the cloak or ring of invisibility? Wh whichever one you want, I don't know what. A ring of invisibility generally sells for around about 20,000 gold pieces. And um, what about the cloak? I assume like 45, well, 35,000 maybe? Did you also want a cloak if you already had the no, ring? No, 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 I just, I just wanted uh, something that can activate invisibility on my command. Whether it be a cloak, a ring, a wand, something. So I want you to understand that the material aspect of what the spell is attached to is not the part that's increasing the price. Arguably, if you wanted to, we could attach it to whatever. You could have sandals of invisibility that activate when you click your heels three times. Oh my gosh! Oh, that'd be so funny! Oh no, I'll stick with the ring. Alright, sounds good. We do have that, but that does only take up less than half of your reward. Oh, well, I guess I can just take the rest of the reward, or maybe look for uh, another 
I don't, don't, oh, what'd you have to say, Daniel? Where'd you get here? Don't, don't put it on your person. Just do not let him put it on your person. Oh, you, the gold? Your, your knees will thank oh, yeah. you. Yeah, last time, uh, he, uh, it was uh, 15,000 he put in, uh, and uh, my knees did buckle quite a bit. I'll put that right in my bag of holding. <laughs> Luckily, it can hold a lot. It's a pretty uh, pretty nifty little thing. But um, if that's, uh, I guess, not even half the reward, I could look for something else as well. Uh you wouldn't happen to have, like, a magic whip that could change length when I whip it, would ya? Sounds a little too kinky for my taste. I can look around, but... Well, I'd prefer it with no kinks. Just a straight whip would be fine. I can't say that we do. However, after overhearing some conversations, perhaps these might be of interest to you. And he points to a pair of brown boots in a glass case. Uh... It says that they're worth 30,000 gold pieces, though. I feel like that'd be the rest of my reward, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. And I would also get these off my hand, but it would equal in total your entire reward with that and the ring. Well, w- what did the boots do? They're boots of tremor sense. Seeing as I heard that you can burrow underground, the interesting thing about burrowing underground is you can't see. Don't know if you thought that one through. Um, so um, I've gotten quite nifty with it. Of course, I can't see, but I know where I burrowed under, and I also know where the enemies were and where I am in prospect to other things. I, I'm a pretty good judge of distance. Now, or at least I thought you seem like a how do I put this older gentleman. Uh, perhaps games such as Pac-Man or Donkey Kong are more your speed. Uh, but. Oh. Wow, that is very true, but also very con- insulting uh, coming from your face. Huh? It, you, you, you'll get used to it. I have. One of the more relevant games which people have been playing recently came up with a very good rule, which is never dig straight down. I don't usually do that anyway. I kind of dig in a diagonal, I guess. But the point being is when digging and not knowing where you're going, you don't know what you're going to run into. It could be a landmine. It could be a cave full of bears. It could be a pit of lava. So it could be a lava pit full of bears, which doesn't sound very enjoyable. I figured that maybe you would appreciate some tremor sense, which will help you not only when you're underground, but could even sense invisible creatures if they were approaching you. Oh, well, I mean, that seem practically useful. I don't know if it's really the thing for me. Also, a quick question. How did you know I have Burrow? You said it out loud to your party. Yes, to my party, which you weren't there at the time. I'm a very perceptive person, uh, you'll find. Um, Mm. Also, people talk, what can I say? Well, Daniel's not the bit of a chatter, and Odette seems to only really talk about things that interest her, which is not me. Anyway, besides the point, uh, I really appreciate the offer of the boots, but considering their price, and uh, I don't know if they'd be really useful to me, um, I think I'd better use that money somewhere else. Perfectly fine by me. We've got plenty of other artifacts around here. I was just giving a suggestion. Yes, it is very appreciated. Um, I-, I think I'll take the ring. Do you mind if I maybe peruse and see what you got in stock? That's perfectly fine. Knock yourself out. Is there a place for wizard staffs? Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. You got way too excited when you said that. From what I know, um, which might not be a lot, they have like a gem in them 
usually, and that gem could be like a gem of uh, fireball or whatever, and it can cast fireball a, a certain amount of times, kind of like a wand, but more powerful. If I'm being, if I'm, if I'm correct. Uh, I'm I'm double checking, making sure that you can use it. Yeah. Um. I can use spells. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I I know. Do you have used magic device? Me? Yes. No. It says trained only. Correct. So you would... Could I hypothetically train with it? Uh, you could. So the way... It, you would basically need to roll use magic device and beat a DC of 20 uh, in order to successfully use a staff which contains a spell that is not on your spell list. So if you got, for example, a staff of fireball, rangers can't cast fireball naturally. You would have to use a... You would have to roll a use magic device check to be able to use it since that is outside of your regular spellcasting limitations. Okay. Uh, what if it was in my spellcasting uh, limitations? Then you could just use it regularly. And in fact, normally, the way staves work, actually, is that each staff contains 10 charges. And when you use the spell contained in the staff, um, there are varying levels of the charges consumed. Once all of the charges are consumed, it is effectively an inert wooden stick, unless you can cast the spell and you can recharge it. How would I recharge it, question mark? So basically, at the beginning of the day, whenever you get access to your spell slots, you would consume a spell slot of the appropriate spells level. So, for example, let's say you were um, had a staff of handy grapnel, uh, which is a level one spell. So you would, and let's say you used all 10 charges of your staff, which means you were out of it. You could consume a level one spell slot at the beginning of the day to put one charge back in the staff. Ah. So that's one fewer spell you could cast that day, but it is one more charge in the staff. Okay. And so I say I charge the staff. Can that staff still use like a level three spell now that it's been charged? Even though I only charged it with a level one spell? Question mark. So it, it, it depends on the staff. You have to sacrifice a spell of equivalent level to the spell stored in the staff. So if it was, for example, a spell of fireball, you'd have to consume a spell slot equal to that of fireball. Does it, is it work the same with wands? Uh, so wands are slightly different. Wands cannot be recharged. They have a base value, but it's generally more charges. They normally have like 50 charges. The thing that's different about wands and staves, though, wands generally only contain one spell, while staves can hold multiple spells, it's just every spell consumes a different number of charges. So I can give you an example, as there is a staff of fire uh, in this vault. I'm sorry for the detour, guys. Uh, for example, the staff of fire, crafted from bronze wood with brass bindings, the staff of fire allows the use of the following spells. One charge, so remember it has 10 charges total, one charge, if you expend it, it will cast Burning Hands, which is like a 30-foot cone. If you consume two charges, you get to cast Fireball. And if you consume three charges, you can cast Wall of Fire. So there are varying different levels or degrees of spells. So if, say, this staff had a level four spell in it, I couldn't recharge that spell? It says each morning when a spellcaster prepares a spell or regains spell slots, the user can also imbue one staff with a portion of his power so long as one or more of the spells that the staff can cast is on the caster's spell list. And they are capable of casting at least one of these spells, which means you meet the material requirements as well. Yeah. Imbuing a staff with this power restores one charge to the staff. But the caster must forego one prepared spell or spell slot of a level equal to the highest level spell 
cast by the staff, actually. Oh, okay. So if the highest level spell is Wall of Fire, you look up Wall of Fire, and it's a fourth level spell, so you'd have to consume a fourth level spell slot in order to imbue one charge. Okay, which... Back into the spell, back into the staff. So I can't recharge a wand, but it could hold more charges of a spell that I wouldn't have to recharge. Correct. So generally, wands have 50 charges. Do I also have to have the requirements uh, for a wand to know? You would also either have to already be able to cast the spell or roll a use magic device check DC 20. Okay. I am glad I asked, and it might be a nice item for the future if I level up. I I will say um, another uh, relatively underutilized aspect of the Pathfinder role-playing game system is you can actually retrain your skill ranks if you are unhappy with them. You can take three days of downtime and retrain, basically move a skill rank from one skill to another skill. Oh. So with just a little bit of downtime, you could spend like a week, retrain some skill points. It costs a little bit of gold, but with the reward you just got, you should have more than enough. I definitely want a wizard staff in the future. Be very nice, very, very handy, but uh, probably not right now because of knowing how the charge system works. Thank you for explaining that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Since you uh, kind of know my abilities, I guess. Uh, is there anything else you would suggest? Maybe in a, a lower price range that would leave me with, you know, some gold to have? Uh, let me check. You don't... You don't have... Never mind. Um, these aren't exactly magical, but they might be of interest to you. Uh, these are goggles I managed to acquire from the 15th floor. Effectively, what they're gonna do is they're gonna give you night vision. Um, it's basically based off of uh, heat tracking. Oh, really? That could be very useful. Uh, h- how much are they? How much would they take? Oh, uh, that's priced here. It's going to also be 20000 So between you're going to get that and the Ring of Invisibility, and you still have 10000 left over. Question, GM, just in general. If I had these goggles on, they use heat vision, like like sensing heat sources. Yes. Uh, if I were to wear them underground, would I also be able to see heat sources? Yes. And uh, if somebody was invisible, I would still be able to see heat sources? Correct. So you would get, uh, that has a limited range of 60 feet. That is well within my uh, comfort zone. Okay. You know what? I I think I like them. They've got got a bit of a charm to them. I think I could pull it off. Um, I think, yeah, that's a a great suggestion. I'll do do, uh, that and uh, and the the ring, and then uh, I'll have 10 to myself. But, you know, supplies, other stuff. Yeah, I think I think I like that. All right, thank you for your business. Please move on. Next, Odette, what are you doing back there still? And there is so much with the hair. I love this. You see how luscious this is now? Oh, my goodness, thank you so much. My pleasure. Come back anytime. Absolutely. And I'm so glad Indiana got along with you. He doesn't really like many of the other Arcanistra wizards that I've been around. None of them are as pretty as her. Does she speak draconic? You notice that Celia blushes somewhat and holds back a laugh. (laughs) He thinks he is very sly, but he does not understand. All right, I guess I have to go down. There is the, uh, the man is calling me, I guess. Oh, he never stops barking. Why do you stick around him if he is this harsh? What about the other leader? Have you tried finding them? Darling, you have no idea. I am a wizard which specializes in divination, which is the means of scrying and such, and even I cannot locate her. 
and I have dedicated my entire time in this game to this craft. The amount of time I have spent crafting magical items and magical orbs and staves, I have accumulated a large number of XP, more so than most adventuring parties are capable of. And yet, even while relentlessly practicing, I come up short. Oh, that is very unfortunate. Well, I hope that you find her, and maybe when I find this legendary artifact or the legendary hero, we can find your, uh, your original leader, and we can get rid of the dragon. Although he's a very handsome man, so maybe we keep him temporarily. Oh, dirt! <laughs> she, she waves as she goes down the stairs. Celia waves back towards you. <laughs> I am here. I have come down from the stairs. Look at my hair. Isn't it pretty? Celia showed me exactly what to do, and it is so much better, so much more luscious and light. I am fabulous. You guys were doing your hair that whole time? This? She even showed me a spell or two about how to work things. Yes, yes, yes. It's lovely. It's radiant. Your book got bigger. Uh, please pick your items. Okay. She starts walking around and perusing. Hmm. What is this one? Not that one. Not that one. No, no, no. What about these? And what you're currently looking at, which is entitled The Staff of Belittling. <laughs> It's one of my personal favorites. Of course it would have a nice dying. Of course it would be. Let me see what it has inside of it, and she is going to examine it. Roll a knowledge arcana check. Oh, I don't get free stuff? <laughs> 20. Anyone who carries this blue and white staff need never feel small nor weak, as the staff brings everybody and everything down to your size. One charge you get to cast Reduce Person. Two charges, you may cast Reduce Animal. Also two charges, you may Shrink Item. And for four charges, you can Mass Reduce Person. Hmm, it is not worth it. There is too much of a cost for it. It is 20,000 gold pieces. She continues onward. Not this one, not this one. What about this one? The next thing you find is a Cloak of Resistance. Hmm, could be very useful. I'll be back for you in a moment. She'll continue walking around. Looking around in a pedestal on top of a purple cushion in a glass case, you see something entitled the Pearl of Power. <sighs> that is unfortunate. Of course, it will be in the wizard's vault, but I don't use these things. I cannot use it because I do not use prepared spells the same way. It is very unfortunate. You are pretty, but I cannot use you. I will continue onward. Uh, I mean, if you wanted, it would be delayed, but you could also just commission from Celia the rune of power that you want. But wait a second, Draken. You're the one that bullied her into doing this. You didn't even okay it by her first. So how can I ask her to do something like that? That is rude. Very simple. You walk outside to the person you were just holding a conversation with, and you would say, Hello, dear person who runs a shop and produces things and takes commissions. I will give you money for your services, as per the agreement of you being a shop owner. Please make this for me. But you would be the one paying for it, correct? Yes, you have the voucher. Just hand it to her, and I'll supplement the funds. But if I hand her the voucher, what if it is not a full value? Ask her what the value of the item is, then. Hmm. All right. Give me one second. I will give myself one more roundabout in your room before I make a decision. This is very important. Legendary artifacts can hide anywhere. 
Are those the only things that stand out to me? You notice that there is an elaborate gold crown, which speaks to you and seems fabulous. It is known as the crown of blasting. Oh my goodness. What is this beautiful? She looks around warily and touches it. It it is so beautiful. I would look fabulous in this. Indiana, what do you think? It matches your outfit and everything. It does? Oh, yes, the gold trim of the dress. Hmm, but what does this do exactly? Inspecting it further, you can tell that once per day, the elaborate gold crown projects a blast of searing light, dealing 5d8s of radiant damage, which is always maximized for a guaranteed 40 damage. I'm sorry, 40? Yes, 4 zero. 40 radiant damage. Mm, wow. Um, but it is not worth it, Indiana. It is powerful, but it is mostly useless. But it's so pretty. It is pretty, but do you see the price tag on it? Well, it's like half of our reward. That is right. And what was the one with the resistance? Uh, half of our reward. We could get them both. Oh, would they go together? Do they match? Are they fabulous? Do look pretty fabulous. Together? There's gold trim on the cloak. Oh, this is very tempting. But, but, Indiana, imagine a rune of power. Oh. Columbia had one. It was really useful. Yeah, but then we would have to wait and get it commissioned. We would have to wait and get commissioned. Hold on, let's go ask Celia how long it might take and how much it would cost. I think by this point, Daniel would go to be standing next to Drake and just tell him, you know... I do finally have a bit more of an appreciation of why you are the way you are and why you consume as much coffee as you do. Imagine running two guilds, operating, both of them, managing over a hundred people. Do you sleep? He just blinks at you. Interesting. Very interesting. Not even the ring of sustenance is enough. Odette runs up the stairs and speaks with Celia really quickly to determine how long it would take and how much it would cost. What Uh. stairs? There are no stairs. It's all on the same floor. Whatever. I go through the bookcase. I keep saying stairs. There's like a little step. There's one. It, it, there's no sign either. It's very dangerous. Yeah. It's a step. I go up the steps, which are stairs. I go up the stairs. Stair. Singular. <laughs> Just one. No, because my accent requires an S, so it sounds fabulous. Well, to craft you that, I'm so sorry. I'm not used to spontaneous casters. In order to make that for you, I would need about a month. A month? Oh, dear. I could bump it up in the commission order, but I would have to charge an expedited fee. And what would the fee be? Well, in total, paying for the item's creation itself and the fee, plus my going rate, it would cost you around about 50,000 gold pieces. (laughs) Oh, that is very expensive, Uh, and that is very long time to have to wait. But... I will ask Columbia. I will uh, be able to make the runestone of power at uh, a fifth caster level for you so you'll be able to replace any one of your spells that you can cast of up to fifth or lower no that's funny because i don't even have access to fifth level spells yet oh then i could make a fourth level runestone of power and it would cost half as much and take half as much time hmm if i have half as much and then i i could get the crown no i could get the the cloak would be better It would be better, Indiana, if we get the cloak, because that way we don't die immediately if somebody hits us, or they shouldn't hit us, because we would have the cloak, right? Yes, that is exactly how it works. That is a perfect idea. That is Uh, what we should do. That is not how the cloak works. 
All the cloak does is give you a bonus to your saving throws. You know those pesky interactions that the game has, like reflex, will, fortitude? Exactly. Nobody can hit us. We can reflex very quickly. Um, I think there's a misunderstanding of the game mechanics, and I'm not even a combat caster. It is not a misunderstanding. I understand. I'm just saying I could use the bonus to the uh, resistance. The saves would probably be good, but I could get the crown. I don't know. Hmm, Celia, what would you do? If it were me, I would take the crown. Now, arguably, yes, the cloak is better, but it just has such an exquisite taste to it. The refined golden trim. Mm. I've honestly thought about taking it for myself. Ah. Uh, Not necessarily for its effect, but mostly for the aesthetic. Of the crown or the cloak? The crown, of course. Oh, yes. It is very aesthetically pleasing. Oh, dude. Oh, Indiana, we can reenact that scene from Indi... Wait. Bindiana. Bones. Imbiamba. You're right. Like, no, because Imbiamba's the meme meme. It's too meme. It already exists. We can just do the... We can reenact the scene from Indiana Jones and the lost people. (laughs) (laughs) They don't remember that one. Are you sure you got the name right? I don't know. I saw it a very long time ago. I don't even remember that. See it? I, you didn't. I told you about it. You did? Yes. I thought you just read it in a book somewhere. No, Indiana. Remember, you are NPC, and on the outside of this game, there is a world out there where you can actually watch movies. You're going to have to remind me of the movies again sometimes. It still does not make sense. Pictures. Is it like a, a magical illusion? No, it is pictures that move. Actually, it could be like that. Kind of like that, but pictures that move. Greg is going to uh, walk out of the vault. Well, I think I am either down for lunch or down to explore. Maybe both. I'm gonna look around, maybe find the mess hall. I could ask Sebastian. He seems like he knows his way around. Um, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll catch up with you guys later. But I think I, I think I might look around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hold on, everybody. Well, I have you all in one place as part of the guild. Now, um, if you're planning on staying... Oh, please don't. Um... What is it exactly that you planned on doing moving forward? I've been attempting, as much as possible, to keep all of my members productive and moving forward. All of you are back in Celia's study. Daniel followed briefly after. Draken, after hearing the commotion. Oh, I'm surprised you're letting us actually stay. I thought this was temporary for now. If you would like, I can kick you out. But we have been lacking... uh, Manpower yeah. recently, or woman power, whatever have you. Uh, human power. That Wait, can, no, that's a little I'm, racist, te- don't you think? No, what about actually, all the goblins and yeah, the I'm, elves I'm and the orcs? I'm technically an elf, uh, so uh, you know, like a uh, uh, humanoid power. Greg nods with a big smile. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of. You want to know what I'm doing? Like moving forward? Like I'm I'm taking steps with my feet. I'm pretty sure you know how. I, yeah, but how do we make that useful and impactful? Edgewise, you're free to roam around the wilderness. I just don't particularly want it to be associated with my guild. Well, I was actually kind of interested in uh, finishing that little quest of uh, saving the the town of Furbarrow's Tavern from the the wolves. Um, me, me, Daniel, and uh, Odette here. We we kind of talked about briefly, uh, maybe going back just because. Uh, you know, the wolves might have some cool drops. It's one of those, uh, what was it, event quests. Uh, might get some cool rewards out of the quest, you know. 
If you wanted to investigate that situation a little further, be my guest. I don't particularly think it's going to be the most lucrative or time efficient, but have at it as you will. Edgewise, there are other things I can have you do if you would like. So discuss amongst yourselves. Why amongst ourselves? Don't worry, there's no disgust here. Just mild I mean, if resentment. You, do you think you're going to need other people to accompany you for whatever it is you're going to be doing? I'm very confused. Are we, like, considered a group now? I don't know. What we... do you plan on doing, Odette? I'm trying to figure out what item I'm picking up, honestly. This is a lot of information. All right, wonderful. You figure that out. Daniel, how about you? What are your plans moving forward? I've had a month. Yes, yes, you have. You haven't even been on this plane of existence for half of it. That's correct. Um, would it be unreasonable to ask for a break? <sighs> you have downtime activities. Uh, you're friendly enough with Tiffany, and you have sway on the fifth floor. A break from adventuring, sure. I don't have to send you out on any major quests or anything, but you could try at least stay productive. I don't know, build something. Maybe a new Wilma, if that's what you called it. Yeah, that's fine. That's kind of what the plan was anyway. Just... Try not to go missing like snow. Uh, I know where some snow is, actually. It's on the 15th floor. There's a lot of it. Is that where you'll be headed, Greg? I don't know. It might be. I kind of... I haven't, I haven't had much time to explore this floor. Or what's going on here? It seems some sort of zombie situation, maybe? Or no, maybe a no. werewolf situation? Or? Vampires. They're oh. terrible. Honestly, eradicate them all if we could. Wow. Um, I mean... That is you not kind of cruel. Do you not like the biting? Or the sucking of blood. Yeah, no, generally seemed a hard pass on that. Well, I mean, I've had my blood sucked before. I've done blood donations more times than I can count. Uh, I actually can count. It's around 25. But still, anyway, irrelevant, besides the point, I'm annoying you. Uh, is there something you need done? Well, at some point... There are some matters I would like to address on this floor, if that is what interested you. The vampires are kind of problematic, and Draken kind of warily looks at the door leading out to the main foyer of the guild hall. However, other than that, on the 15th floor, there's still a lot of problems in Erveldum, the main city on the floor. Oh yeah, Daniel said that we should stay away from that place, I think. Oh, do not remind me of that place's existence. There's a lot of paperwork, a lot of red tape, uh, a lot of very infuriating people. Uh, however, uh, there are snakes, they're kind of a problem, and there's extreme heat fluctuations which are impeding mining expeditions right now. Wait, wait, the, the snakes that we... No. No, no, you wish. These snakes eat those snakes for breakfast. Oh, okay. I thought that we caused... Okay. Never... Okay. No, 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 no. Think like 18-foot-long sewer snakes that are swimming through people's piping. Oh, yeah. It's like snakes on a plane, but in a city. Well, actually, I might be more familiar with that than you think. <laughs> I deal with huge snakes on a pretty daily basis back home. Odette, it might intrigue you to know that we believe the cause behind said snakes and extreme heat fluctuations are mythical and or magical creatures. Mythical? Magical? Creatures? Very powerful. Hmm, I wonder. Maybe we can find a legendary hero there. I don't know what this legendary hero you keep speaking of is, but you know what? I think I'm actually interested in hearing about it now. I don't know about any legendary hero, but the person that you helped me rescue, he goes by the name of Death. And 
he is well versed with the mythos of the land and is very familiar with all of its customs. I was hoping that he would actually be able to aid us in this endeavor regarding these creatures. Oh, oh so you think that he also got bitten by one of them? Specifically, the Giftig Anguis. It's been rumored to be a multi-storied towering snake that can swallow entire buildings whole, and it spits a noxious poison into the air, which, if inhaled, can paralyze people. Oh! So if we need to help him, why don't we go find the uh, poison eaters? Then we can get answers. I am very interested in helping him. Or if you think we could... I mean, that sounds like a big snake. I've never dealt with a snake that big. I mean, eating buildings big is a bit... But if the snake is what caused the problem within, then we don't want to get near the snake because then we don't have a way to cure it, right? Uh, you get near the snake... To kill it and get anti-venom. You can create anti-venom out of venom. That's how it's made. That's if you survive, Craig. If we get poisoned by it and none of us make it out, then we are all dead. Yes. I never said we wouldn't be. I'm working on a solution regarding uh, air bubble. Uh, The spell being able to have it permanently casted. (laughs) That would look really funny. It's actually kind of just like a clear thing. It's like a translucent veil, which... So we'll surround your entire body. It makes me think of that episode of Bob Sponge. Do not remind me about the dirty bubble. Oh no, not the dirty bubble. It's when they put the bowls in their heads, the fish bowls. Are you talking about sandpaper buns? I am talking about sandpaper buns. Oh, well, I, I don't have a lick of a clue what you guys are talking about. The only... Your children might and not the goats. Excuse me, my children grew up watching educational cartoons like vegetable stories. Daniel, I think they're called kids. Yes, my children have been referred to as kids before. Oh no, the baby gods. Yes, also referred to as kids. Edgewise, what we're going to do, or rather I'm going to do, is I'm going to attempt to get Dan conscious and cooperative. Once I get him to such a state, if you would like to, you could hunt down either the source of these snakes or the extreme heat fluctuations on Erveldum. In the meantime, if you want to investigate some wolves, have at it. Oh, okay. However, uh, with Daniel seeming to be on a brief hiatus, we might need some more manpower. What I'll do for all of you is I can give you a quick rundown of any of the currently inactive guild members who I am attempting to assign quests to. You can attempt to formulate a party, and hopefully your personalities get along. I don't need any more headaches. We can run that by some other time. Perhaps you can lay off a bit of the caffeine that might be, uh, might be contributing. I don't think that caffeine is really the problem here. I think it's just his personality. That's, uh, that's, you know, that might be a fair assumption. <laughs> anyway, so I guess, uh, just kind of mingle? I'd say you guys will have about a week of downtime before I can get my affairs in order. In the interim, you'll be able to meet some of the other guild members, do some inner party interviews, and figure out which associates will best work with you. Hopefully, we don't have to go through the entire list. Okay, it sounds good to me, but oh, I better contact Columbia. She is going to be very upset with me. No more AA meetings. What were you even doing with that other guild anyways? Oh, we, well, we specialize in collecting artifacts. Seeking out lores and legends, obviously. Has that really been productive for the game state at all? 
It has been the mentally productive, yes. How ex- Who was the one that thought of the poison eaters? Oh, that was me. Whose guilds have been on the cutting edge of discovering every floor and unlocking every level and up until this game up to this point? Oh, well, was this always your guild? Either one of my guilds have been on the cutting edge. Wait a second, this is not your original- I told you I wanted to join your guild. Which one is this? This is not your guild. Draken, you lied to me. This is a guild which I am the owner of. Therefore, it is my guild. Celia, is he really the owner? Or is he the temporary owner? Or is he- I don't even know where I'm going with this. It bothers me. He currently has ownership of this guild, unfortunately. Very strange. No one else really wanted all the responsibilities. And he had contacts. Also, I was in hell, effectively. Literally. Oh. You should really pray to your god more, Daniel. Then you might not end up there. (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. Daniel's going to open up his chat box and send a message to Drake, and I'm going to slap her one of these days. Daniel, just think of the nice sandy beaches and a calm, refreshing Red Bull in your hand as you're tinkering... On your next clockwork creation, I swear it'll get you through the day. Daniel is surprised that Draken has any imagination or dreams at all. Well, um, if that's the case, I guess I'll check back in with you in like a week or so. Maybe do some preparation, you know, get to meet the people, a little bit of training. Whatever you need to get ready. You now have your rewards. Hopefully, by the time the quest comes around, you'll be better equipped. Do what you need to prepare, because in one week's time, you'll be back out adventuring. And that is where I think we're going to end it for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you, Foundlings, for listening. Thank you, Foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of Sword Art Online Odd. We hope that you enjoyed it and that you'll consider leaving us a rating and a review wherever you're listening, if you're able to. And if you're not able to on the app you're using, consider going to Podchaser and leaving us a review there. That link should be in the description below, I think. And as always, before I close out officially for the rest of the uh, episode, we want to give a big shout out and thank you to Michael Gelfi, Will Savino with Music D20. And I think that's I think that's it for this one, actually. Oh, and one other thing I would also like to add is check out Monumental Studios because you know what? We've actually used a lot of music and ambiance from our other friends over there, but we've been using some of Monumental Studios stuff uh, that we have a license for, and it's really good, and we highly recommend checking them out. So, yeah. If you haven't already done so, make sure you're following us on our social media accounts of Twitter and Instagram at Roll Found, where you can keep up to date with us on what's going on with the podcast, if we're doing giveaways, etc. Like, for example, guys, guess what? We made it to uh, 20,000 downloads and we're really excited and we'll be doing a giveaway for that soon after we um, announce that on social media as well, because I've been really uh, slow at getting the announcement out. <laughs> I only have so much time, guys. I'm, I'm trying. So yeah, make sure you're following us and keeping up to date so that way you can find out when that giveaway is going to be. We're probably going to be giving away some um, Pathfinder rule books and maybe some dice. We'll see how it goes. And don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to our website, missingrolleplayerfound.com. That's missing, R-O-L-L, playerfound.com, and pick up some merchandise where we have hats, stickers, t-shirts, and more. And who knows, we'll, we'll maybe add some more stuff later. 
if we get more art commissioned and you know how you can help us get to those goals, go to our Patreon, guys, because actually donating to the podcast is one of the best ways to support us because, uh, well, there's a lot that goes into making this content and uh, it ain't it ain't easy. I'll tell you that much. And we'd really like to be able to make more stuff for you, but we kind of need your help getting there. So thank you. So thank you so much, Foundlinks, number one, for helping us to reach a big goal of 20,000 downloads. Thank you so much, guys, for actually listening to us. It's amazing, actually. And also, thank you for supporting us in general and just being here. We really appreciate it. And consider, you know, telling other people to listen because they should. And we're amazing, obviously. I guess pride comes before a fall, but hopefully that's not a problem here. (laughs) All right, I guess I'll just... uh close this out and say bye. 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 Bye, Bye guys.